Hey guys, thank you for joining me in another episode of the One Take Stuck. As always, I'm your host, Megan. And today, we have a Seneca quote. The quote is, He is the most powerful who has power over himself. Alright, so, I think the crux of this one is that self-mastery and self-perception and self-understanding and all that fun stuff having to do with self-self is the way that you have power over yourself. Because when you understand what makes you, makes yourself tick, when you understand your you know triggers, however you want to use that word, when you understand yourself, people are less likely less likely to be able to have power over you because think about all those times that somebody's angered you. We've mentioned this and I think in Epictetus quote, those who anger you have power over you. And when people can get your goat, you know, get you all fired up and then leave the room, that's when they control you. However, when you can have your emotions and all that fun stuff in check. And when people try to get your goat, try to get you fired up, and they can't, they no longer control you. You control you. You hold the power. You hold the ability to just, instead of, you know, flying off the handles, blowing up, and exploding on someone, you know, you have the power to just... You know, mentally take a few seconds, take a few breaths, you know, think about, you know, this person is just trying to anger me or this thing that they're mentioning really does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Let it roll off your shoulders. You can still confront them and be like, hey, you know, I don't appreciate you saying that, so please stop. But you can do it in a cool, collected, calm manner and... You can still speak your mind, but don't let yourself get out of control with it. Keep yourself in check. Keep your mind clear, your thoughts level. And that's what I really like from this quote, is that power doesn't come from imposing your will on others. Power doesn't come from, you know, you listen to me, you will follow me, and so forth. Power comes from being able to control yourself because no matter how great the leader, if they don't have control over themselves, the reason, you know, when a leader has uncontrolled anger outbursts, people are less likely to follow them because they want to and are more likely to follow them because they're scared. Now, a team that is scared and being, you know, and following because they're afraid is a completely different team than a team that is willing and respects the person they're following. There's a completely different set of morale that go along with that. And I think it's important to remember that, especially for any of us, you know, trying to become a better leader, trying to build ourselves up because 
there are different kind of leaders out there. And some of them rule by scare tactics. But some of them also lead by example. Lead by mutual respect. What kind of leader do you want to be? You know, be it at work, in-house, at school, at any religious thing you happen to be involved in if you choose to be involved in that kind of stuff. You know, any extracurricular activity, anything. What kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be the kind of leader that people flock to because you know what you're doing, you're charismatic, and you understand yourself, you have self-confidence? Or do you want to be the leader that lies off the handles when anybody tries to, quote, question their authority, when really they're just trying to get to the root of why you're doing what you're doing? No malice, just curiosity. Which kind of leader would you rather be? And that's where power comes, from knowing yourself. Remember that. It's not about how many people you, you know, you're stronger than, but it's how you're strong mentally, how you know yourself, how you understand yourself. Power doesn't come from outside source. It comes from within. Because... Most strong people, like physically strong people, are very mentally strong people because it talks, takes a lot of mental fortitude to do those magnificent feats of strength, generally speaking. There are genetic outliers out there that look at a weight and gain muscle, but for the general public, for most people, it takes time. It takes work. It takes dedication. It takes episode, uh, it takes periods of time where you just slog through your workout and you, you don't want to be there. You're there anyways. And it's a grind. A daily grind. Maybe not always going to the gym daily, but going to the gym, you know, three to five times a week. But when you're not there, staying active, staying mobile, it's mentally taxing. And that's why most strong people have mental fortitude. You know, think about people like uh, famous people like uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He has mental strength and he has physical strength. Think about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has mental strength and physical strength. I'm using, you know, the outliers of strength to show that even those that have won Mr. Uh, I think it's Mr. Universe contests are still mentally strong, very smart. Just because you have muscle does not mean you're dumb. However, just because you have muscle doesn't mean you're smart. Doesn't mean you have mental strength. Most of them do, but not all of them. And mental strength is something that you have to build on a day-to-day -day basis, just like working out. You can't expect to have, you know, amazing mental strength right out of the gate. It takes a while. You know, just like with any anything, you know, you're not going to do a double weight back squat your first time at the gym. And you're not going to be able to stand up for yourself the first time you need to. But 
It's about slowly doing it, slowly standing up for yourself, you know, here and there to where when you need it, you have it to rely on. And that's one thing I've I've, I've struggled with in the past is being comfortable with having a voice, with standing up for myself and letting people know what I'm thinking. I've struggled with that a lot. And with stoicism, it's really helped me not only understand and explain my feelings, but it's also helped me with having the courage to have an opinion. I know that might be weird to say or to hear for some people, but having an opinion, sometimes I I was uh, raised by (laughs) two guys with very, very strong opinions, my brother and my dad. And it was very much, it was their way or it was the wrong way. (laughs) And for a while, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was afraid to have an opinion until, you know, I was out on my own and my wife and I would be planning stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, it's it's whatever you want to do. And for a while, because she also has a very strong opinion, it was just, I did whatever she did. And then, you know, whether, whether I liked it or not. And then that would lead to me bottling my emotions up and then sort of popping like a cork and exploding. And that wasn't really healthy for me because I was also, you know, getting walked around a lot or walked all over on at work. And it's just when you don't have the self-confidence to have an opinion, to say what you think and to stand by what you think, even if you don't necessarily have all the answers, which you never will, and that's fine. But it's having being able to have an opinion and being comfortable with that opinion. Even if it might be wrong, you might need to change your opinion in the future. And with stoicism and mindfulness practices, I've realized that I can have an opinion and I can change my opinion if I find new material that outdates you know, my previous opinion. And I'm comfortable with that. And I understand that I need to express myself because if I don't, I will bottle up my emotions and I will explode. And that's not good. That's not healthy. And that's not good for anybody that happens to deal with the aftermath because it's not their fault that happened. It's my fault for not expressing myself when I could have. And when I put the blame on me rather than on other people, I understood that in order to fix it, I have to I have to express myself and I have to be comfortable with having an opinion. And it's taken a while, but I'm a lot a lot better at it now. I'm a lot more level-headed, easygoing, but still I can stand up for myself when needed. And it's not bad that you stand up for yourself. It's necessary because nobody will stand up for you if it doesn't suit their interests. Because humans, it's not they're good nor bad, but we're very selfish creatures. Because at the end of the day, we need to make sure we have our food, water, and shelter, our necessities. And if standing up for this person, you know, whomever it is, takes away from our perceived level of food, water, shelter, we're not going to stand up for them. 
it's like if two people are going for, you know, the same job, if, if you and someone else, yeah, if they get it, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, you want to get it because it would make your life better. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, we might be selfless in our actions, but we can still be selfish with what we need. And when I understood that, I realized that it's not anybody else's job to stand up for me. It's my job to stand up for me. And when I come across somebody who doesn't yet have the courage to stand up for themselves, I want to be able to help them stand up for themselves or help stand up for them before, you know, while they get their feet out under them. And that's what I want to do. But that's what I choose to do. That's not what I have to do. And it's just remembering that, that at the end of the day, it is you. It's your responsibility to stand up for yourself, to believe in yourself. Because not everybody else will. Nobody, not, no one has to believe in you. Nobody has to stand up for yourself, stand up for you. It's all you. And it's neither good nor bad. You don't have the weight of the world on your shoulders. But you do need to respect yourself. Don't feel like it's your job to get everything done. You can ask for help. I've had to bite my tongue and swallow my pride and ask for help before. It's not a bad thing. It's a very necessary thing. Because especially if you know, you're striving for greatness, when it comes to a point, there, there's a tipping point when you have so much responsibility that you need to unburden yourself from some things and you need to rely on others and have faith in others, but you need to have the confidence in yourself to direct others in the way you, which in the way which you want them to go. And when you have that self-confidence, it's easier to do that. And that's all I've got for y'all today. Thank you for uh, joining me on another interesting episode. Again, the Seneca quote is, he is most powerful who has power over himself. Remember, guys, it's all about self-mastery and having confidence. Confidence in yourself. Not cockiness. Confidence. There's a difference. You know. Um, anywho, thank you for joining me on another episode. If you'd like to check out the show notes of this or any of the other lovely episodes, It'll be thrivingonfat.com forward slash stoic. If you'd like to check out me on Instagram or Twitter, it'll be at thrivingonfat. Got a Facebook out there, but because I'm a total slacker, I still do not have the URL for y'all. So um, it'll come, but you know, type in thriving on fat on Facebook and you might find it. Maybe. I need to slap, stop slacking and get that for y'all. Anywho, um, you can also rate and review on your podcast catcher of choice or the iTunes. Oh, that's all I've got for y'all today. Thank you for joining me and bye.